0: Hello and welcome, my name is Leah Barber and you're listening to Next Gen Femme, a podcast dedicated to celebrating women's achievements. Be it in business or massive personal goals, we speak to women that persevered through the ups and downs to pursue their passions.
1: Go out and live your life and, Mm -hmm. and do the things you want to see while you're young, while you're active. You know, I saw so many different age groups while I was traveling and I thought, I'm doing this exactly at the right time because I'm not too young that I don't appreciate it and I'm not too old that I'm not physically able to, physically not able to to hike these different trails and stuff like that. So live in the moment. It has been a minute since
0: our last episode of Next Gen Femme. We've been on a bit of a hiatus here in NGF headquarters. But we are excited to bring you our third episode of the podcast, where myself and FEMALONE Malone speak to Louise Lachlan, a personal trainer, founder and owner of the Female Athlete Body Project, i.e. the Fab Project, an outdoor swimming enthusiast, among other things. Louise takes us on a rollercoaster of an adventure as she shares with us her journey to get to where she is now by making a big decision to take time away from mainstream life goals, like buying a house, marriage and kids. Instead, she decided to travel and experience what the world outside Ireland has to offer, opening her life to unimaginable experiences, which ultimately helped empower herself. We're excited for you to hear our third episode. I hope you enjoy. Hello and welcome to Next Gen Femme or Next Generation Female, however you'd like to put it. This is another episode of our podcast, episode three. Myself and Femaleone are here and we are super excited (laughs) to be bringing you another episode and we're really excited to be joined by Louise Lochlan who is the founder of Fab Project which is the Female Athletic Body Project. She's a personal trainer, an outdoor swimming enthusiast amongst other things which is what we're here to talk about today and to get to know more and for you guys to learn more about her because she's a fantastic person for you to
1: know about. Welcome
0: Louise! Thank you ladies for inviting me on. Say hello
1: to the listeners. Hi everybody listening. Thanks for tuning in. Appreciate (laughs) it. Like a radio
0: station. Hey guys, and we're going to talk about the weather today.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So I suppose, Louise, do you want to introduce yourself to our
1: wonderful listeners who are tuning in to you? So I am originally from Leitrim and moved to Galway a couple of years ago. Um, There's so many Leitrim people in mm -hmm. Galway. Yeah, there's not many Leitrim people left in Leitrim. <laughs> yes. I mean, what's in Leitrim? <laughs> no, but <laughs> the beautiful wild. It's like I that love. Longford.
0: <laughs> sorry, That's no not offense. a real place. No, it's, it's not, not, a, a, real yeah. not no. a real
2: place. I'm sorry to all my friends from Longford, only yeah. two of you. <laughs> so I
1: guess I'm personal training now for the last two years, roughly, in Leitrim. Probably got into that about 10 years ago. Interesting fact. I played a lot of Gaelic football. Played with Leitrim, and we won an All Ireland with a Galway man actually at the helm, and he really changed my perspective on training. Oh, of course, you've an All Ireland medal. Yeah. Oh, congratulations, really? we, we do it Leitrim
2: girl. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah, we do. Yeah. I've played a few. I like a few. <laughs>
0: Yeah, she has it. She has it with like a county team, whereas we're like
2: yeah. Shut up. I've a few. Okay, i then mean, I've got, uh, got community games. Kilkenny. We I cap- yeah. captain the soccer team. The under twelve
0: football. You would have been all around. Oh yeah. You
2: well. UL. Yeah. I've won with Regions. True. Sorry, because it's all about Louise. Yeah, we, we can do me. Like it is all about me. Um, <laughs> but like, kinds yeah.
1: you all iron metal it's is pretty big deal. It is a huge deal, huge huge. It, deal. W- it was a big deal. We did a lot of training, and it was very very disciplined. Um, and it was a fabulous tough. journey. Um, but also to change the mindset of Leitrim people to be winners um, was a big thing as mm. well. Oh, right. okay. Because the first year we went up, we played Sligo, we were just there for the enjoyment and getting to Croker. I'm happy that you were there yeah. almost. Yeah. I suppose like,
0: Leitrim, like, in terms of football, wouldn't have been the names that would have been thrown out. Like, you think of Galway, you think of Cork, you
1: think of Dublin, yeah. you think of Donegal, in the girls' Tyrone, football, Tyrone,
0: like, yeah, yeah, and stuff like that. They would so, all be
1: seniors, so we were... Um, Intermediate winners At that time mm-hmm. um, We actually played Wexford in the final Go away Oh yeah. we've got some rivalry Yeah
0: Beat
2: Wexford in the final We're better at the I think <laughs> As far as
0: I know I actually don't really know But I hear I'm from better. Kilkenny So I'm just
2: going to Interject there Up the stripy women Oh, um, oh the stripy women
1: Cool <laughs> That's brilliant We're called the yellow bellies huh? yeah, the the Yellow bellies women. That's what it was Yeah But it, it was like One of the best um, Games of football They'd seen in Crow Park It was absolutely great. Brilliant great. Yeah, Is
2: yeah. that available at, Like you can't see it Online Or anything. I don't know. Is there a recording of it? Yeah, it was
1: two thousand and seven. They had video cameras
2: then. That's okay. It was on
1: TG. It was on (laughs) TG car, but (laughs) social media wasn't a big thing. So I'm sure it's stored somewhere. And I was in goals, so that was an interesting journey from a full Mm. forward. Oh right, so you changed position. Yeah, a few years beforehand, um, the trainer at the time, a different manager, he put me into goals because I was tall. Uh, Louise is quite tall. How tall are you? 179 centimeters. I don't know. Now that here, is. That's like Do telling me. Know? I know baby. it sounds better,
0: doesn't it? <laughs> I know, but that's like someone saying their baby is 16 weeks old. Like, tell me. Like, five five like, 10 and like half? there we go. Thank
1: you. <laughs> so, yeah, you're quite. You're, yeah, so, goalie. Tall is, Yeah. For I ladies' football, yeah. the ball yeah. keeps going in at the, like, over the heads of the goalies. So, the manager so saw us, like, hmm? and he just saw me, and I was coming back from a sprained ankle, and he was like, you'll try goals. And I never wanted to be a goalie because I always thought that was the weak position. Everyone, yeah. That's it's, a scary position. They just put the fat kid it's in. Of- no, <laughs> uh, I would never go in. But it's actually one of the hardest and most skillful. You have to be like... And I actually compare being a goalkeeper to being an entrepreneur mm-hmm. because you need to be crazy. You need to be on your own, but you still have some sort of a team structure supporting you. Oh, I like but, that. Yeah, I found that um, really interesting. You have to be a little bit crazy. Most goalkeepers are a little bit crazy. And you have to take a
2: chance as well. Like sometimes it's a split second when it's a goalie instinct- can make a decision. Yeah. Am I going to go left, yeah. right, up, down? Do and if know?
1: something bad happens, you need to completely forget about it yeah. straight away mm. and get back up It's kind of a muscle thing, isn't it? Totally as well, It's mental. not on you that it went in yeah. or
2: over. You just got to do your job yeah, for the rest yeah, of the game. Yeah, yeah you that? mentioned
0: there that like you're an entrepreneur, just so that you were comparing that position with being an entrepreneur and decision-making and stuff like that. And like as I mentioned before, you're the founder of Fab Project, as, among, as well as a lot of other things. So I guess, I suppose, it's to take us on that journey of where that started or where you think your journey kind of started to where you are now. If that makes sense.
1: I suppose if I even went through the last 10 years, that would be like a really interesting journey. Of Ooh, I'm ready. Oh, I'm ready. on. Let's yeah. go.
0: Everybody <laughs> settle in. Get yeah. your popcorn. Get your good. cup of tea.
1: Get your drink. Yeah. yeah. Let's go. I'm 36. So that will just give you an idea of uh, timelines and everything. So mm-hmm. you don't, don't love look 36. 20, yeah. yeah. Looking fresh. Yeah. Well, that's because in my head, I'm still 25. That's the way yeah, to be. In my, my I'm still 12. there. <laughs> So I probably did everything unconventionally, like I wasn't at college, wasn't big into drinking, mm-hmm. in college also I should Nothing say. Nothing wrong with drinking Yeah, not drinking. I, I wasn't know. big into socialising, I used to just come home every weekend and my parents had a shop, I'd help out in the shop and mm-hmm. I had younger sisters and played football at the weekends so... And didn't have money to go out for drinking either. But also I was out in Blanchardstown, so it was kinda of hard to Yeah. To and what go were you studying? Were
2: you in IT Blanchardstown? Is that the moment? IT,
1: IT Blanchardstown. It had just set up. Didn't even know there was an IT. Yeah, they had just set up yeah. in ninety nine, okay. two thousand okay. when I did my leave insert and I thought this is a really cool um Opportunity. It was business, IT, and French, and I thought there's that's three. a lot in one, a mm-hmm. lot in one. But it turned out that the IT wasn't as much as I thought it would be, and it was more about the business and the French. Mm-hmm. A bit um, like yours,
2: Leah, when you thought you were going to be doing. Yeah, yeah. Well, like they really say? Yeah. There was like multimedia,
1: and I was into. I thought maybe graphic design would be something I could go into too, uh-huh. or photography. Yeah, but. Didn't go into any of that. Went into this course. It was like going from a tiny secondary school into a tiny college. Yeah. It was like the classes were really small as well. So I didn't enjoy the actual college experience as much as probably everyone else did. And so how, how long did you, you spend there? Four years. Okay, so you years. completed the course. So I good. completed the course, yeah. yeah. Even though I probably didn't really enjoy it or love it. I actually remember now, I used to go into the library and read books on physiology and sports performance and stuff like that.
0: So that was kind of...
2: It's funny, that sort of
1: sign. I was like, oh, these books are interesting. Yeah. Instead of taking up the marketing and book.
2: Did you do science in school, like or anything like that? Or what made you
1: pick the business? And kind that's of interesting because I didn't do science in school. Really? Either. I would have always thought you were kind of... a. Um, mm.
0: And I always thought you had to do a science. Maybe it was just my school. It could have been. In our school,
2: you had to do a language, but the science or business wasn't compulsory. Okay. So what happened
1: with me is I actually decided to drop science. Science, Sorry, that's the sound of me hitting the floor, but yeah, it's okay, (laughs) it's fine. I know, I dropped science, imagine (laughs) that. So, so I was kind of life is all about science. I was interested <laughs> so. in chemistry and experiments and things as like a, an eight-year-old. And I'd gotten an, a chemistry kit and I thought, you know, making that volcano, that was so interesting. <laughs> mm. And uh, then I went into secondary school and just fell out of love with science. And wasn't something that I was interested in. I become interested in business. And, and then for leaving cert, I decided to drop biology. I didn't want to do it. I thought it would be too hard, actually. Because my sister dropped it or she thought it was hard. I don't know why I just followed her. <laughs> her advice, not even her advice, just kind of followed her path. Mm-hmm. So it, my uh, principal said to me, uh, you're going to regret that. I thought, no, I'm not. Make my decision. Um, it's just about the points for the leaving. Certs, yeah. So I probably regretted that, actually. She in, was high, right. in, she hindsight, knew, in hindsight, maybe, when you look back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. because... After the doing, the, going through the business course, it was like quite boring. The only thing that really got me through was second year. We got to do an Erasmus, so I went to France for six months. Oh, very cool! So that was interesting. Then in the south of France, mm-hmm. and that probably started my love of traveling, because that was, I think, this only the that was the first time I was on an airplane. Really? At 19. Yeah, yeah. That gave me the travel book. So instead of doing a lot of the college work, because it was a little bit over our heads, what we were supposed to do. I took all the girls I was living with and I was like, we're going traveling, we're going to the Monaco Grand Prix, we're going to the Cannes Film Festival. Every weekend oh there was so. Oh, unreal, unreal. In my <laughs> opinion. It was cool. Yeah. It was really cool. And there was these guys um, with the backpack selling coffee mm. and they, I just wanted a coffee and they entered our names into a, a competition and hadn't a clue, you know, whatever. Mm. And they're ringing us as we're running back to the train to catch our last train home, and we won a tickets to Euro Disney. (gasps) So it was like full of serendipity. It was like, and that's how I feel. The last ten years of my life has been like full of great lucky um, adventures, yeah, basically. Euro Disney,
2: Disney, were you? Th- were you? Did you go with us? Oh yeah, but I've been to. Euro
1: Disney my is a magical place. It was very cool. Yeah, it was place. actually very cool. It was cool with the the college friends as mm. well. It was quite interesting. If you're into
0: Disney, like we were, like we were
2: yeah. going around happier I, than the
1: kids I that were there. I lost my life. Yeah, we like,
2: all lost our lives. It was just. we were literally all going around like i will physically push this child out of the way to get no way way.
0: because we were like you don't
2: understand i'll be like that this summer when toy story 4 comes out i will be pushing kids out of the way to sit down front row to see what's going on with my buddies Woody. this is why we're 10 years younger in our head yeah definitely oh so i watch i still
0: watch cartoons Mm -hmm. and everything like i am
1: fully not giving up my childhood (laughs) wonders at all You finished your four years? finished my four years, yeah. And I didn't put a lot of effort into it. And I feel like I've done that in secondary school as well. Didn't put a lot of effort in really to what I was doing. And still managed to get, you know, great results. I got my honours degree, so I was happy with that. Then finding work was a a different thing. You know, you think you're you're so qualified and then you go out and you try and find work. And And what age would you be
2: finishing college there now?
1: Suppose the average 23? twenty three, three I think mm-hmm. yeah twenty two twenty three. So you're in Blanchardstown looking for a job. Yeah, and then I ended up moving back to Leitrim and got a really cool job that I appreciate now, but I probably didn't at the time. I worked for Emerald Star, which was a boat company, and they did river boats all over Europe. So I got to go on those. All throughout Ireland. We, uh, if the weather was good, we'd take a boat out in Carrick and Shannon and just head down the river. Mm-hmm. Then we did loads in France, did some in Venice. Um, Venice was a cool spot. Venice was cool, and it's even cooler when you're driving a boat on the Laguna and, mm. and you're like, uh, this is sounds, this a junction. Oh my God. This it's that's it. You
0: could walk down a street, and it's like the street turns into a, a water street essentially. Yeah, like it was, it's, that was so, really it's so cool. The old part of it, yeah. I was only there for a few hours, but I thought it was very touristy so cool. as yeah. well.
1: So I kind of preferred the little town we went into first was Treviso. That was kind of nicer to see as well. But, but anyways, I seen the light. Mm-hmm. Something changed, and I knew if I wanted to go traveling and do all these different things, that I had to make a decision. So. I changed career completely. So that was just after the football, everything changed. After we won the all that World, winning mentality. I, it I know, everything. maybe maybe it went to my ego a little bit. <laughs> I yeah. think it maybe I gave you maybe, confidence. Yeah. Maybe gave me confidence. Yeah. Maybe it gave me confidence, yeah. Yeah, perhaps that was it. You so probably I saw you
0: when you put so much hard work into something, you put dedication into something, you'll get a result out of it. So maybe that yeah
1: helped in that that way. Yeah, I don't know what it was. But I ended up um, moving back to Dublin. Before that, I had was commuting up and down to Dublin um, to study for the personal training. Mm-hmm. So three days a week, I'd drive up and down. And
0: what, sorry, the personal training, when did you go, okay, I'm going to start training to be a personal trainer?
1: Um, that was about a year after the All-Ireland. Mm-hmm. And after I broke up with my fiancé. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it just completely was like, what do I really want to do? Like, yeah. what's... I thought, I can't go back and do PE because I don't have a science subject, Mm -hmm. and I can't go back and do physio. And those things kind of keep coming up in my head, should I go back and do a master's in some of those. Mm -hmm. So that's the good thing of having the degree behind you, is that at least you can kind of go back and go a bit more specific with getting a a postgraduate or a master's in something that you really want to do. Because I have a lot of experience now with, say, the the science-y subjects or, or life skills. Even to go, it's, and a, do that. it's
0: a big thing to actually make the decision to go mm-hmm. back. Like, so many people yeah. will struggle with that are in a, a point in their life where they're like, I actually don't really know what I want to do. You making the decision to take on the personal training program or whatever, when starting to teach yourself or go through a program to learn that,
2: whether were you very nervous in taking that step? I suppose, at all of the steps, like yeah, leaving your fiance, going to Dublin, studying yeah. that, were you nervous?
1: Yeah. Yes. Yes, and no. I think when you make a decision, you are you're empowering yourself as mm-hmm. well. So I love that word. Uh, yeah. yeah. There was there was a lot of heartache and trouble. Of course, um, I can only imagine. Yeah, that. but I just kind of thought, what do I actually want to do for me? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I thought the personal training was kind of the way to go. I don't have a. a I, I don't have a problem with going back and studying anything. Mm. I th- I think um, that's that is the way to go. Well, I'm I think always doing little courses. Yeah, and,
0: and female parents are the perfect example of. Yeah, like, yeah. Never, you're never too old
2: to go back and never study. Never too old. Education is oh, no yeah, it's, it's so accessible. How you go about your education yeah. depends on yeah. you, but education is everything Mm -hmm.
1: education is everything but it's not i think the conventional education is not everything yeah Yeah. there's a lot of history yeah like conversation with my client this week he's like um both of us enjoy learning but not conventional education that is exactly Mm -hmm. what we were talking about yeah like in our in our
0: first episode we were like mainstream education isn't necessarily for everyone but education education and like learning am well. I don't know if I'm the perfect example, but I've taught myself my skills. So I've taught myself in a way that I know how I can retain that information. Whereas in mm-hmm. college or school, it's a set way of mm-hmm. learning. Some people don't adapt to that, and I didn't find I did. So like definitely, education, our mainstream education isn't the be all and yes. end all. And I think necessary. it's not the be all. And Being end yeah, all, open-minded important.
2: as well, yeah. to upskilling and not yeah. accepting that okay, this is me now 25, and this is me forever if you yeah. if you want to you know and change there, your path and upskilling there is an enjoyment
0: in learning yeah if you find the thing that you love to learn exactly that's you love to learn but yeah there's a huge thing a huge part
1: of that just loving what you learn yeah and finding that so after I did that personal training I thought I actually need to study a little bit more because mm. um what came up for me then was that um you get injured when you're training, especially mm-hmm. when I was playing the football. You know, injuries kind of crop up, and I thought, like, how do you combat that? So I went straight in the same school. They did a neuromuscular therapy, so mm-hmm. studied that. It was like just sports massage, and, and did you nearly techniques. like which did you prefer? I thought they both complemented. Like I was each just going to say
0: it's more of an oh, like you're topping up what's already there, mm-hmm. yeah. adding
1: to it, rather yeah. than it being one or the other. But I had gotten a job by the time, so. kind of a busier job like a full-time job so doing the evening course in the neuromuscular therapy became a little bit harder to kind of stay on top of the work so it kind of could
2: imagine that could get pretty got a little bit intense
1: yeah yeah it got really intense yeah i was just like working or studying seven days a week i remember getting just a burnout one day i had a day off a year later i was just like completely exhausted i had to just go to bed like Mm. You, people say I'm exhausted, but this was like a, a burnout exhaustion. I've been there. Yes, it's, you know exactly, I know exactly that feeling, exactly like that feeling. your adrenaline is gone, or you're you just, don't even
2: have the energy to cry. That's yeah. the only way I can yeah. describe it. And am um, watching telly, or even you can't. You're so tired, you can't sleep. Yeah. Yeah. The telly doesn't switch you mm-hmm. off. You're
1: just a shell mm. a shell yeah that you're was basically it but I mean you, you need to put in the hard work for some things there that is, you enjoy as well there is because hard, you yeah. know that there's going to be a greater good at the end of it yeah you just follow your journey yeah. I like think someone once told me just believe in the process and just um, follow the journey and mm-hmm. you know it'll just take you where you want to go mm-hmm. and I believe that if you're doing something every day that's somewhere towards your goals or somewhere towards you want to go as slow or as fast as you want to go It'll take you there. You just have to keep believing in the process.
0: So you've done the personal training course, and then you did your muscular. I'm going to pronounce neuromuscular, it. Neuromuscular the, yeah, therapy. Sports massage. Yeah, or something. to add on to that. Yeah. You obviously went through the personal training course and found like, I actually do really enjoy this. So you added on to that. But looking at your website, you have a lot of different qualifications. So you obviously went and added even more onto that. So. What did you kind of go on to kind of continue
1: to do then? Yeah, then one of the teachers there, he got me interested in kettlebells. So I paid to go on a a kettlebell course that was over in Denmark. Cool, Um, so that brought in your travelling That brought in my travelling, that was amazing, yeah. So I went to Denmark and Sweden for the week and did this kettlebell course. It was really tough. It was the the RKC, the Russian kettlebells. That Mm -hmm. was a great experience. And how long did you spend there? That was only a week. Okay. Yeah, the course was only a weekend. So you need qualifications for everything in yeah. in the fitness industry. Yeah. So you're continually so all, doing... Yeah. yeah, it's
0: not quite the same as me, whereas... I don't necessarily yeah. need a like a qualification to back up my skill, whereas there's is, a it's science to there, yeah, there's it's it's for safety, for safety and either. there's a science to it as yeah. well. Mm-hmm.
1: So you definitely, there definitely yeah. is a, a more, more you, requirement. You. I find that we're kind of catching up. So when I was in Australia, that was probably a couple of years after the personal training, uh-huh. kind of going back and forth. No, no, you're but, fine. Um, so we've gone from Denmark too. Denmark to... Was that the next place I went to? Yeah, the uh-huh. next place I went to, while I was traveling, I'd say on and off for four or five years, mm-hmm. I was trying to find that the reason for living, for working, for what am I going to do with my life? Yeah, as um, everyone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sorts, yeah. yeah, should I go back to what I've studied in my degree? Should I continue with the personal training because after the personal training, I went and worked for a fitness company and I was in an office job again. Okay. So I wanted to really get away from kind of office work. Yeah. Uh, I didn't enjoy it so much. Just before I left for Australia, I started working as an eco cab driver with a load of guys, yes. cycled a bike, taxi people around Dublin. That's like the Irish version of a tuk-tuk. I think so. Yeah, much. but in a nice way. It was like a marketing company, you yeah. marketing different brands. And promoting them for a, On the, a, free, a free ride around Dublin. Yeah. <laughs> Taxi service. <laughs> and that was and there before I, Australia? That was before Australia. So there I started um, playing Aussie Rules with a bunch of people, setting mm. up a team. That's Again, there wasn't that enough people. There was like yeah. four or five of us. But then we wanted to, the idea was that over in Australia, there's an international cup where different countries come over and play Aussie Rules. And they were starting women's competition. So we were putting together an Irish team, and we did. We scraped together an Irish team based on people who were from Ireland and people who were living Irish people living in Australia. We all funded the whole thing. The whole trip had to be funded by ourselves. We couldn't really get sponsors, Mm. so went to Australia, and I thought, okay, you know what? I'll I'll do my one year working holiday visa here as well after the tournament mm-hmm. tournament was great it was like a real shock actually playing like the, the likes of usa who were like american footballers and they tackle you and you were just like so winded like you were in a car crash you're like oh, that yeah because it was kind of like an adrenaline though really any direction yeah, yeah. any direction yeah. It it's quite fast yeah um, and anytime you have the ball, you can be tackled. So yeah. you have to get rid of the ball quickly. It was super, really, really good experience. Mm-hmm. So we won the competition. That was great. Ooh, nice. Yeah. And then an opportunity arose. One of the girls, she invited me over to New Zealand for the Rugby World Cup. So I went to that. <gasps> wasn't a big... Big fan Was of it rugby. Amazing, though. A little, bit. yeah, but amazing. As a as a sports fan, I really, really awesome. loved it. Really mm-hmm. enjoyed it. We were at the opening so game excited. and went around in a campervan watching class. some of the games. Yeah, it's a great vibe. World Cup. great vibe. vibe. I'm going into Japan. Japan. Yeah, oh, I'm so excited. Well, that's brilliant. Yeah, uh, cool. forever indebted to um, to have uh, experienced that. Really, yeah. really amazing. And then I came back to Australia and started working in a bakery, in a cafe, ended up becoming a, a baker, night shift. Oh my gosh. Oh no, yeah. That was, that was brilliant. Yeah. I Can put on like a about 10 bun. kilos. I love a good cinnamon bun. Cheesy mite scrolls, mite and cheese, they're the best things ever ever ooh, ooh, ooh. oh I got addicted to Vegemite but when I was <laughs> out am And then I had do to... well in a bakery I would just eat everything see this is my problem this is the the problem between me being a foodie to loving fitness, fitness and at stuff. the same yeah. time yeah so fitness kind of went out the window a little bit I did a little bit and um, the scene over there was starting to change as well which was really interesting so my priority moved from fitness to, to travel mm-hmm. so and experiencing food and coffee in Melbourne was mm-hmm. just incredible. It was just so different, and it was such I'm a good actually salivating. Coffee. I know yeah. I'm just like, oh, I am. Yeah, it. Can yeah. I, get that pastry later. I lived. Of <laughs> oh, I lived on the one of the best streets in um, in Melbourne, De Grave Street. And uh, like I'd barely sleep because I'd be doing night shifts in the bakery. My friends would be down having yeah, brunch or, cause you, or dinner and yeah. they'd be inviting me down and I'd be like having to go to, to work in a couple of hours. Um, oh my God. Then I did my regional work, which was a, another amazing opportunity. I worked on a racehorse farm. And variety is the spice of life. I, well, I, I cannot really keep
2: up with you. This yeah. is amazing. I feel I had, really boring. Uh, I studied engineering and then I was an engineer yeah. and then I did a PhD in engineering.
1: Wow, exciting. You know? that, is exci- that sounds exciting to me. I was just like going with the flow, like yeah, whatever, oh whatever
2: so happened. You, I had horse. no
1: experience in horses. I touched one a few times. I thought they were beautiful <laughs> animals. <laughs> I was never much (laughs) yeah and my you know my younger sisters they laughed at me because they were all into horses and animals and I was like "Mm, animals Uh, much yeah whatever and uh, I ended up becoming really really in love and fond of these animals they're absolutely incredible and I came from Leitrim but I didn't come from a farming background so I had no idea what I was doing really Mm -hmm. But anyways, I'm Did each of... have horses? Like, they don't have sports. <laughs> <It's> just... <laughs> really That's janky. how they got around. <laughs> or they don't oh, have cars in Leecham either. <laughs> This is like the song Leitrim podcast. We're all about bad- badger here. We love you, Leitrim. Yeah. yeah, remember the song, Lovely Leitrim." You, you can play it at the end. Um, and how long it did you spend the with these horses? So this, this was in South Australia, and this was where I really began to love Australia. It was real raw, mm. real natural. It was like Leitrim.
2: <laughs> Leitrim, the Australia of Ireland. Really? It
1: was like two hours to the nearest city. <laughs> <laughs> the the owner that he says you have you have this calmness that the horses kind of find mm. really um, they it they do come make to sense? it like, and like yeah. so I had I was someone who had no experience with horses and I was getting this horse and the other two guys every time they went together she would just jolt around the field <laughs> <Wow>. paddock um, <laughs> so it was, there was lots of like cool little interesting things happened then I had to come back home my sister was getting married. So I stayed in Ireland for another year mm-hmm. working and didn't enjoy it. Um, working as... God only knows what job this. This is this. What, what job is this? Let's
2: take a guess. Let's take a guess. Hmm.
1: Hmm. Zoologist? Nah. I'm
2: gonna go with... Something really random. What is really random? I don't
1: know, like a sandwich maker. lollipop lady or
2: something. Maybe <laughs> like a sandwich maker, yeah. Oh! Oh! oh man. Okay, so I went, yeah,
1: <laughs> I went back to the eco cabs. I met them in the street. I was going to, like, my love of coffee, and I wanted to be a barista, and... Uh, look at that the personal training went out the window i wanted to <laughs> be a barista i'm sorry but it really had <laughs> it did it's at that time by the wayside for a little while yeah and uh, i ended up meeting the guys on the street the eco cabs i ended up working for them until christmas uh-huh. then i got a job just as a, my cousin wanted me to child mind so i did child minding I can't that. keep up with you. I stopped writing things down. And then...
2: <laughs> as she writes something down. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then I was like, you know what? I'm going to be manager. I wanted to be a manager, but in a bakery. So I ended up doing that for a few months and hated that as well. And realized I didn't want to manage people. I didn't like managing people. Mm-hmm. That's a good Probably thing to Probably wasn't know. good at it. Mm-hmm. Probably I didn't have confidence in horses, what I was yes, growing. people know. People know. Yeah, people are strange. <laughs> yes, they <laughs> are. No, they although not. what
0: you do now is kind of Yeah Not yeah. Managing
1: though. Like what I'm doing now is completely what I would not have done twenty years ago That's gas. That's good which yeah it's it's completely been like such a journey so i went back um i
2: feel like i've actually physically traveled with you to all the I know, different countries yeah. yeah. well, well, it, get, it gets more interesting <laughs> right. at oh this god stage. more interesting okay Cause, let's go
1: because i really didn't like the bakery job and i always knew i was going to go back and do my second year in australia so one day i just went on to Skyscanner and went cheapest flight anywhere anytime I ended up finding a flight to Vancouver for 333 euro. Oh, gee. Vancouver or something. Yeah, and I didn't have much money saved. I just thought, no, I just need to go get out of here. And what age were you at this point now? How far along have we come now? Um, I was about maybe 29. Okay. No, I was 30 because I had my 30th birthday party that year of the wedding. Mm -hmm. And I don't normally like parties. And I said, I've been away and you should have a party. I didn't really yeah. have a 21st and I thought you know you have to celebrate your friends and mm. and the support that that's a give. lovely yeah. way of looking at it yeah. I think yeah celebrate
2: friends coming. yeah, yeah. And, and 30 yeah. is a it's a milestone mm. and me, uh, so some people have like yourself have come through so much yeah yeah to celebrate celebrate that support network and yeah. it was
1: great it was all about me <laughs> <laughs> here's me trying to be all like selfless <laughs> about yeah. it like no This This is about (laughs) me. But but I had spent spent most of my life not celebrating birthdays, really, and not actually. I think this, the thirtieth birthday, I actually appreciated. This is going to sound very woo woo. We're all about the woo woo. I appreciated being alive and having the opportunities that I had uh, experienced in those few years, and I thought, you know, you need to celebrate that. Like, Mm -hmm. I went around not celebrating my birthdays and going like. You're, you're taking this life for granted a little bit. So yeah, when people hate birthdays, bills. I'm like,
0: why? Why hate them? What's the there's the hate? So I don't much get. effort yeah. in hating your yeah. birthday. Just enjoy it. Yeah, it's another day. But for big milestones like that, like your thirtieth or your twenty first or, or your 50th. whatever your fiftieth, like we were even talking about it the other day yeah, that we're, we're all are, like, actually. yeah, we're all having our own like big thirtieth. Yeah.
2: Thing
1: because. Next
2: is going to be expensive to her her to out out for us. Oh, yeah, but I don't think well. it
1: should be expensive. I made sure nobody gave me mm. a card or money or anything. I just wanted them to come, and mm-hmm. we had dinner in a uh, 37 Dawson Street had just opened up, and it was a really cool place back then. Um I don't think it is now. I don't know, <laughs> but it was you know it was really cool at the time. Mm-hmm.
0: Um I think yeah, that's great. Like having a big birthday, although, it's, as you said, it was all about you. But yeah. it is a really good time to kind of stand back and go, I'm really grateful for everything the last 30 years. Yeah. Here's hoping the next 30 or 50 or whatever yeah. are just as exciting. And just as like, I know there's peaks and troughs to, yes. to life, but exactly. that, like, I'm grateful for everything that got me to this point and having and for all the, the friends people. and the people yeah. and stuff like that. And like, you, 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 we're not really finished your journey yet. Jesus, no!
2: We've got six years to go. I know. Get the luggage.
0: Get the luggage ready there because we're (laughs) wrapping up somewhere. I suppose we'd love to know through this process if you had any negative or positive support. Obviously, hopefully, positive support. But if you had any negative support, how did you deal with it? Or was it primarily all positive? Like
2: was everybody? Oh yeah, Louise is just going off there again. Was everybody? pure supportive
0: especially back when you first really like started when you you and your fiance parted and you decided to do the PT and stuff like the PT training and stuff like that what was the attitude toward
2: this
1: decision or did you take much notice of it did I take much notice of it yeah I kind of when I set my mind to something um yeah I'll just go and do it Mm. um but you strike me as that kind of person that you're like do you know what yeah Screw the lot of you. Yeah. This is my life. Yeah. yeah. it is my, this my life. Yeah. Because, so, I mean, there was a lot unusually. of days you'd, you'd kind of, you know, you'd ha- like you said, you had your bad days. Mm. And honestly, I, I started thinking, you know, my dad has MS and he's quite sick mm-hmm. and he, you know, he can't get out of bed himself. Sometimes I would be stuck in bed going, what am I going to do with my life? I have such a bad life. I've- You know. Woe is me. woe is me. Feeling sorry for myself. And I used to just think, my poor dad can't get out of bed. You get up out of bed right now and you go and live your life and Mm -hmm. do things that you can do right now because you don't know when it's going to come away from you. So that kind of mentality stuck with me I thought, if I have an opportunity, I'm going to do it. If there's something I want to do, I'm going to try and make it happen. Mm -hmm. I had no, I didn't really have any negative support. I think once once my mum agreed with anything or supported me, I think I was, you know, I, f- I felt yeah, yeah, I'm, doing, okay, I'm yeah. doing the right thing. That's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I know when I went traveling and she'd leave me to the train station, she'd be in tears. And I used to kind of have a bit of heartbreak at that. I was like, okay, this time I'll call her more often. I was very bad at keeping mm. in touch. Very, very bad. What a terrible daughter. <laughs> But I was kind <laughs> of just, I was yeah, well, I was just kind of going with the you flow. Get, yeah. Time passes, you're a totally different, time change and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when a, a few of the, uh, the Aussie Rules guys that I used to play with, they were like, she must have won the lotto to be traveling the world. Mm. And I was so far from winning the lotto. <laughs> I'd say I won the lottery of life doing it, mm-hmm. but money wise, I had very, very little You seem to have
2: worked all the time when you travelled, I mm-hmm. mean. And this is what kept me going. Yeah. This is the you kind of, of travel I liked. Each, like, uh, so
1: I was like couch surfing. After Vancouver, I went to Seattle and San Francisco and did couch surfing. You knew San we were Francisco. going somewhere else. Okay. Yeah, it, it was far more interesting the second time around. I thought, you know, I I had met loads of people in Australia who had travelled, and I thought, yeah, I need to. There's far more places I need to see. Mm-hmm. So, so San Francisco, Berkeley couch surfed with this guy and he was, you know, one of the like interesting things that happened. He's like, do you like cycling? I love cycling. I said, <laughs> just come from being an eco cab driver. And uh, he said, oh, there's this like underground thing we do in San Francisco called bike party party wash, yeah so it's like a real secret <laughs> two words I would never put together secret, <laughs> I'm more a for secret this, like, event so you have to kind of they, they pick secret a secret
2: you this only is cool. you only know
1: like a day before or that day where the start point is and everyone gathers at the start point uh-huh. and there's what? like these all these mad types of bike people were cruisers, Is it kind of like racers a, yeah. mountain bikes unis. there was a guy on a unicycle dressed up as a clown Oh, it was the that theme was weird, the theme though. this year was carnival so that's why he was there okay 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 and then <laughs> they had like trailers on their bikes boom boxes disco lights yeah they had a portable disco so they had this arm that came up and put a disco ball out and lights and everyone I'm was sorry. drinking this off. sounds
2: Class! How can I get invited? Let's just go hang around Do You so need your own
1: bike. He had a spare bike. Oh my god. Because
2: I was thinking you to bring one, one with you, with you to yeah, Vancouver. And another
1: friend. So the three of us went off, and um, it was amazing. That was just incredible. We went going That's through some so of the cool. worst, mm, <laughs> kind of worst um, areas. areas of uh, San Francisco. And how Francisco, often were these parties? I think there were once a month. I don't that know. I like, just happened to be in the right place like at the right means, time. You know, like, yeah. It was like something in like an
2: gangs and like yeah i don't know bike offs like a dance off i don't know yeah do you know? it, it was
1: there and was and like stuff? dance offs and stuff like you'd, you'd stop. stop at random places and they'd you know they'd bring out the boombox, the lights the disco ball and they would just start dancing i need photographic like, evidence of this. Oh, yeah. this and you know what That's i did very few photographs because i thought Cause I'm, top secret Fee? yeah, yeah no, sorry yeah, gonna top be secret. in the moment yeah, yeah. no I yeah. Yeah. Out. i'm the really moment. trying
2: to do that more actually yeah Sorry,
0: so after Sorry, just heading off to San Francisco there, bye. <laughs>
2: <laughs> She's going cycling now to yeah. get there. <laughs> she, who has a
1: bike I can borrow? <laughs> all you need to know is where's the bike party
2: hey, yeah oh my god there's a way to say it there's a way to say it oh yeah when you're, on the, hey. when you're
1: on the streets you used to shout it and like there'd be people out like that cheering is you is on that is so <laughs> cool okay can we start our own,
2: own bike those. party
1: <laughs> we started our own podcast we can do anything that's what True. I thought they needed to be one of those in Dublin it was so oh my God! Cool. there's your go next project the maybe. secret
0: text of a location it's like freaking step up you know yeah. when they yeah. had the final it's exactly what I was thinking of like dancing location
1: yeah. yeah, that was really cool. Wow, so cool. Um, Where did I go after that? We
0: totally, ta- totally digress. There, we got I too excited. The yeah. bike party. So then I
1: went down to um, Solvang. That's like this Danish village in the middle of California. It's near, um, yeah, Solvang. And, he, and, and I happened to be there the weekend that it was Danish weekend. So they were celebrating um, all things Danish, Danish food and beers, and there was a party on the streets. And um they all thought I was kind of Danish because I just was tall with blonde hair. But I was Yeah, I can see that. I was visiting my friend um Ethan, who um was a winemaker, so that was interesting. He brought me to some vineyards and
2: Louise, you have some stories. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. After that he drove he was driving to San Diego and I thought, yeah, okay, I'll go to San Diego. Um, the only thing I I had booked was a flight from Las Vegas to Hawaii. Okay. okay. Hawaii Hawaii has been a bucket list, and and I really am I right to in saying there.
0: that I heard you're going soon.
1: I'm going there next week. Going yeah. Back. back. Going back. Mm-hmm yeah pack your bags Leah. is there bike parties there <laughs> <laughs> they that is the home of Iron Man, so it's a different type of bike party mm. so when I went to Hawaii I was like jeez I don't no, have enough you. I have booked a month in Hawaii I do not have enough money nice. left so I researched some of these um, woofing and help exchange sites and got talking to this guy Kurt he seemed fine um, let's he's it was just happening the right time His wife was going back to Japan because her dad was very sick and they brought their child over, his only grandchild, to see him. Um, So there was this other island called Big Island. I never knew that there was islands in Hawaii. I thought there was just Waikiki. Mm -hmm. Um, So Waikiki is interesting, but it's just like very touristy. Went over to Big Island, completely different, like... Went on, was on this coffee farm with fruit, B&B, helped him for a week. So you worked in his b yeah. for the month? Just did. for No, just for a week.
2: Just for a week. And
1: Baking. then yeah. And then he said, wherever I think, you seem to go, you seem to find your feet. Yeah, you Fine. Do. Yeah. That's incredible. That this has been really my still. life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I suppose going with the flow and just kind of accepting and saying yes. Oh, you asked me what was one of the turning points and you've kind of said it with one of your books about saying yes. Yes. It was saying yes to things that changed that. um, Jim Carrey was in that movie. Yes, man. Yeah. Yeah. And I tried that for a year and I did the weirdest stuff. (laughs) Yeah. I just I became like one of those shy people you who ended watch, up going um, to pubs on my own and just talking to random people mm-hmm. and and then my whole travelling became like that as well. I just got so out of my comfort zone and out of my shell that I had to talk to people. Mm-hmm. Um I was just I was just a shy person and just felt I like didn't have much to share, but I was as interesting as they were and mm-hmm. I just didn't realise that. Mm-hmm. They were interested in me, I suppose I didn't realise that, but there's a youtube channel like watch call yes theory and that's
0: kind of their main premise is mm. to seek discomfort yeah put yourself outside your comfort zone yeah, so that that's... you grow and that you learn and stuff and like some of their episodes are one of them was like they went around i think they were in amsterdam or something they came up with the idea of going up to random people and telling them that we're not going to give you any details but we're going to bring you somewhere and it's going to be exciting and you just have to say yes with no Mm -hmm. information so some people obviously were like okay no weird so they said no but then the people these are all backpackers and stuff yeah but the people that said yes they brought them to a, a big house big airbnb house that had a pool they had a chef come in they had a masseuse come in so it was like this he's like backpackers are seeking discomfort every day that they travel so why not flip it and give them a day where they're pampered and treated and That's stuff lovely. like that. So they have loads of really yeah. random episodes like that where they yeah. go up to random people and like,
2: we will pay for you to do a skydive today. Will you oh. say yes? Things like that. I'd, yeah. yeah. After, so that book, for those of you who might not have listened to the first episode, that Louise is referring to is uh, Yes by Shonda Rhimes, and she wrote like Grey's Anatomy, Anatomy. and Scandal. But she yeah. wrote this book where she kind of changed her whole attitude to life by saying that. yes, it's so good. Uh, and another lady that we will have on the podcast actually recommended the book to me, uh, Andrea McMullen. But mm-hmm. um, the same idea, instead of saying no and being negative all the time, if someone asked her a party, she'd go, Yes, or if someone said, Look, we should go to the gym or join a spin class, and instead of saying, No, I wouldn't ever be able to do that, Shana went, Yes, and opportunities opened up to her. She also learned to say yes to say no when it Mm. was appropriate as well, which I think is important important. too.
1: And that's really important. Super important. Having to say no has become one of my things. I would say yes, yes, yes all the time. Mm -hmm. You just get exhausted, just mentally, even from trying to do everything. And sometimes you have to just sit back and go, no, um, yeah, you just yeah. have to say no it's sometimes. Really important. Super important, and I, yeah. I had forgotten that. So yeah, so I'm in Hawaii. I'm on the Big Island. Mm-hmm. Iron Man was on at the time, actually mm-hmm. that week. So I went down with some of the the guests in the B and B, and we watched Iron Man for the day. That was incredible. I guess it was just you know that was the home of where Iron Man was born, and just to see it really, there was I didn't know that. yeah, that was incredible. Wow. Okay. So then... What uh, age are you now just um, to get another reference? No idea, 31, I guess. Yeah, 31. just had my 30th, so I was 31. Still 25 in my head. (laughs) Honestly, I couldn't remember what age I was. Anytime someone asked me, I always just thought 25,
0: 25. I I got my age wrong the other week. Someone (laughs) guessed my age was 28, and I was like, no, I'm 27. And I was like, a few minutes later, should I am 28.
1: (laughs) I got real depressed for a second, like... It's amazing oh, how that happens.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was like,
2: "Yeah, shit." Sure. <laughs> yeah, so, so my sorry. friend Kurt,
1: okay. he sent me over to the other side of the island, uh, the rainforest side, which was completely different to that side of the island. And to do the same sort of thing with his friend over there, he was an interesting character. He was just like Danny DeVito. <laughs> That's all I can say. Mm-hmm. He was just like quirky, interesting. Uh, he looked after me so well. He just, he wanted to be my tour guide. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just did a little bit of cleaning and cooking for him. He was a gymnast when he was younger and he was like full of arthritis now mm-hmm. and had some lung problems as well. Um, and he has since passed, oh. but I always, he gave me a watch. He said, when you're going traveling, my watch had broken. It had, mm-hmm. I said "It um, it's on Hawaiian time. Mm-hmm. Um, it stuck with that, and uh, he gave me a watch, and I still have it, and Aww. I use it. Still use it. Battery still go in, and everything. Great. Yeah, I'm using it swimming now every day. <laughs> so from there, I went to Australia. Okay. Met for your second f- year. For my second year, and I just stayed and it wasn't as interesting as the first year, which oh, is a shame. And why is that? Yeah, I don't know. Don't know. Maybe I was just in a a different headspace. I don't actually know why. Yeah, I can't actually put a finger on it. So, Well, what
0: age were you when you went to Australia the first time?
1: This time, first time, 27, I think. Okay. And this time I was 30. So five years later, nearly Yeah. Yeah. So 30, it, would be, it would be
0: naturally a different
1: experience because you've grown, you've seen other things, yeah. so experience. So I ended up uh, just house-sitting. Um, I think I was on my own a little bit more. That could be it And I too. didn't like that as much. I was house-sitting for my friend up um, near the Whitsunday Islands like Mm -hmm. it was fabulous and I was like cleaning apartments for an extra bit of cash after that then I when she came back I went to Sydney stayed with my auntie for a while and then I moved into a place and shared a room with a girl from Vietnam she was super interesting gorgeous little girl Mm -hmm. and uh, she was really into cooking and I worked back in another bakery just for that period of time nice and then I said I'd go back to Adelaide and just see the old horse riding crew. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, you know, I didn't do an awful lot that year. I think I, I let it run short or I didn't really experience too much. I still did a lot of traveling. Saw a platypus. That was a cool thing. Yeah. <laughs> <Platypuses> <laughs> Seeing a platypus so is the highlight of your year. Yeah.
2: yeah. Although platypuses
0: are super cute. Still.
1: Well, then I went back to, <laughs> then I went back to Hawaii again. Maybe I think Hawaii was calling me. I was like, "This is just not Hawaii." I think I had just fallen in love with Hawaii. That's mm-hmm. that's the problem. That month in Hawaii. So when I was flying, it's nice that- so I flew on my birthday. I left Australia on my birthday, and my birthday it ended passed. up second birthday. Yeah. So went to a different island this time. Went to Kauai. Everyone talked about Kauai. It was smaller. It was nice and kind of quaint. And the biggest thing I did there was a hike. Fourteen, no, eleven mile hike called the Kalalau Trail. Mm-hmm. Some people lived there. There was a, a. I went out there for Thanksgiving. It was really, really cool that I ended up going out there for Thanksgiving. This is one of the most amazing experiences I ever had. I went out there so unprepared, no stick, no sleeping bag, no tent. A girl I had met in the hostel said, "Oh, just come out. I'll look after you." So. I decided to just go out on one of my days off. I had a couple of days off. It was rent I would have gotten out there for Thanksgiving. We were hiking this trail and it's it's closed at the moment because it's super dangerous. And you had to cross rivers, you were hiking up these cliffside mountains, you were like literally looking down into the ocean. When I think about it now, I think, jeez, I don't know if I'd do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I barely took any photos because I was like, this is just heaven on earth, it's incredible. There was one point as well though, that it was such a dry period, the uh, Kauai is known for its like uh, red dirt, mm-hmm. so it's like... Um, it's real fine soil. Fine, soil. Fine, fine soil and there was at one stage it was nearly like sand and my runners couldn't get a grip on it and oh, the and it was like straight down into the ocean if uh, so yeah you weren't getting oh it so God. I was down on my hands and knees like crawling i never thought i was ever going to die mm. but um that was a moment that was you were like ah. <laughs> if you ever think that you've given up so yeah. um, i had kind of hung around with this chai uh, he was chinese originally or asian so he had everything, you know. He had the hat and the neck guard and the two sticks and the backpack and, you know, all the UV protection clothes and stuff. And, I was and you were
2: hanging. wearing a Leitrim jersey and a... I was Hair actually
1: I was wearing G. my shorts, Aussie rules, um, <laughs> Ireland and jersey, and yeah. O'Neill shorts because that's what every you Irish person brings. I didn't have that much, like, I tried to travel life. So he gave me one of his sticks and climbed across. There were some really dodgy moments, and I was just like, just glad. It was about 11 miles in. Mm. Um, so it took the guts of like four or four and a half hours. Got there, couldn't find my friend. It was like two days, and I couldn't find her. And uh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, what? And I thought, okay, I'm just going to have to. It was like the second day, and I thought, I'm not going to find her. Um, I tried <laughs> to find this bluff place, it was kind of hidden. Sorry, I, went for, a, I out, went for but... a kind of a shower, and they shower under this waterfall. As, as, you, as, as you do. As you do. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and some guy had like a soap and it was called Irish soap something. It's, it's actually a famous enough kind of soap in America. And I just kind of started chatting to him about that. And he's like, Are you Irish? There was a girl here looking for an Irish girl <laughs> um, about 20 minutes ago. And I was like running all over the place trying to find her because she was looking for me. Uh-huh. Um, and I just, I decided this time I'd go a little bit further in. won't get lost. I'll just remember where I've come from. Uh Ended up finding her hammock, like just resting, like on top of this cliffside in a little (laughs) sheltered area. And I saw saw something that belonged to her and I thought, that's it. So then I followed the trail around a little bit and there they were. There was three of them. They were all from Alaska. They were sitting in this bluff and it was just this beautiful cliffside. I ended up sleeping in one of their hammocks. Um, we ate famous Kalalao pizza, they made the bread, they got all the leaves and stuff, we went collecting like random leaves and mm-hmm. stuff out in the, in the forest, and then there was this magical moment where us three girls were like just beating the drums and he was like playing the ukulele, there was this double rainbow on the horizon. And then there was like this blow from the sea and it was like a whale just no.
2: passing. Oh my god, I just it got was... kinda like between bike
1: parties and then it's like moving. Yeah. This was incredible. Oh my God. I think then I couldn't...
2: What very, in God's name are you doing back in Galway? Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, what did bring you back? Like, I'd be like, all right, I'm staying here. People are going oh to live out like, my
1: days and I think playing drums and little of whales and double oh rainbows. God. Like, what brought you back yeah. to Ireland? And you, I just had to kind of settle and I couldn't live this life forever. So, mm. um, I mean, you could. <laughs> while, well, while I, while I was traveling, I was always... I had this always a notebook with me and I was always writing down ideas and... Mm-hmm of what I wanted to do, and it was kind of like this cafe mixed with a pilates studio, mixed Mm -hmm. with growing your own herbs and like a community garden, Mm -hmm. all this mad stuff. Different ideas came up, the food truck, get to travel around the world, Mm -hmm. maybe with this food truck. Um, Different things came up, and then I ended up just getting a job back in Leitrim in a hotel, Mm -hmm. um, back in the fitness industry. So that put me back into fitness, and grateful it did as well, Mm -hmm. because that takes me where I am today.
0: Which is... The Fab Project. The Fab Project, yeah. yeah. So talk to so tell us about
1: that. This is kind of born out of the idea that, I guess, when, like what I've said in my journey is that, you know, I found that there was so many obstacles against me for in schools and institutions for doing sports and doing things that I enjoyed. And I kind of encouraged that everyone should be able to kind of get up off the ass and do something. There's, mm-hmm. there's different things that you're able to do. Um, I think
2: you're a perfect example of that from listening to you this morning. Yeah. If you yeah. want to go do something, do say it. yes and, and get it. up
1: off your ass. Find a way and do You'll it. You'll find it. there is a way to do everything. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I didn't have money to go traveling, but I didn't... I. Use that as an excuse while I was younger and when I was in a job and when I wasn't in a job and had to leave because of the recession as well. I was just, you learn to survive and there's ways to survive and I learned a lot of that along Mm -hmm. the way. I think
2: even going into your fitness, you didn't use an excuse of, oh, I didn't do science. Oh, our school didn't have sport. Mm -hmm. To do that, like, I think you're a really good example. Yeah. Actually, yeah. If you want to go do it, there are no excuses. Mm -hmm. Just go and and do it.
0: If you didn't do the things early on in your career or early on in your life rather than in your career doesn't mean you can't do it later in life. As Fijal said, you didn't do science or have much opportunity for sports in your younger years during primary school and possibly secondary school, but you still went on and kind of fell into that industry of sports and sports science and PT and stuff like that. So it's definitely like
1: if you didn't do it early on doesn't mean you can't do it later in life kind of thing. Right now, I think it's important, and I think we've kind of lost lost a little drive for, for looking after ourselves and our fitness and our health, and kind of uh, what I find is something that I've gotten away from is like commercialism and having, having too many things, and that came about with the traveling. Yeah, um, I and I imagine. don't long to have too many things maybe a few notebooks and a good camera and that's about it it's Luis. a really cool notebook yeah we share affinity
2: for stationery and who notebooks. Doesn't? yeah I
1: love September when all the new stuff
2: comes yes. out and people love, back to that school. was the no so best
1: thing about going back to school and it's a really good I think notebooks are, are great and I can't do it like on my laptop or on the phone just writing things down I have to use like a pen and paper mm-hmm. and that, the documents that I've I've always been kind of a person who kind of writes and I, I guess nowadays Days it's called journaling, and I didn't realize that there was like a, such a, um, I think, a popularity, yeah, uh, such a thing. Bullet uh, yeah. bullet bullet journals. Bullet journals well, you like live that. for the bullet journal. Yeah, well, I just write. Yeah. Yeah. whatever is kind of on my mind, or if I'm kind of debating something, um, always kind of. I at the at those times I was always writing like um, my goals for the year, and I actually I've kind of lost that a little bit now. Mm-hmm. I think since becoming self-employed, I lost a little bit of kind of self-care along the way. Um, and that's, and that's something that was really hard, um, when you're working for yourself. Cause mm-hmm. like I said, I was that goalkeeper out on my own and as you do have a, a, t- a team of support around you, but you don't necessarily, you have to have the right mindset as well to go with it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and that can be, can be quite difficult, like there's moments where I've gone, I should just get a job that pays me the same money every week. That's what Anna said in Pays me two. to go on holiday, holidays, like when I take holidays now, they're unpaid. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I, I could go down that defeatist attitude and think that. But what I think too is that you need to have um, a job that's, that fits in with your lifestyle as well. Because that's, that's kind of yeah. where I've gone with my my work. It's it's yeah. a it's a lifestyle employment. I'm probably mm-hmm. unemployable at this stage.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You your CV has a lot of different things yeah, on it. Yeah. Well, I
1: mean, I would work. I would work. And, this, I would yeah. work, I would
2: work for, and would do, do anything. Yeah. What? A story. And uh, what's
1: exciting you at the moment now? What's exciting keeping you going at the moment is so I'm taking a little break. I call it my. um Emotional recharge. Ooh, Over like to, everyone needs one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and I've, I've really not focused on anything for me for the last two years. So this is my recharge. I'm going to Hawaii and I'm going to focus um, a lot on developing the, the back end and the front end of this fab project mm-hmm. to make it like a quite a, um, a useful online tool and to make it more of an um, education as well. Because I think you can go through the motions of doing a, a fitness program, nutrition program. And if you don't learn something from it, you won't take it away with you. And it won't stay with you for life. And yeah. these things have to stay with you for life. It's because
0: the feed fish are. A man a fish, yeah, and he'll feed himself for a day. Teach a man to fish and he'll feed himself, yeah. for a lifetime. Yeah. I kind of think
1: that comes up in this podcast a lot, doesn't it? What, that's that's saying no, that's saying these analogies? I'm pretty really
0: sure I've only said that once so far. I, I think, think you've have val- a lot of sayings <laughs> <lot of laughs> <laughs> lately. <laughs> um, I have a lot of analogies. Um, no, I
2: totally agree because we were saying that that fitness in an industry is so can so be quite saturated, saturated yeah, yet, but that it's not a quick fix, it is a lifestyle change, and you're, yeah. you're becoming involved in this and you're you're making that change yourself and mm-hmm. you know it has to be a long term and it can be fun rather than yeah daunting. Exactly. Like a
1: lot of people are daunted by it amazingly yeah and I take a lot of clients on who have never kind of had a sporty background or been to a gym before which is really interesting mm. they're really interesting to deal with yeah and then a lot of people with injuries as well which just is the approach everyone. Just I'm one super of Super interesting, yeah. But <laughs> he's like, yes, you are. <laughs> an injury kind of can hold you back mentally and physically, mm. but if you can just yeah. find a way around it there's still so much you can do. Mm-hmm. And, and that can be, you know, the most interesting part of my job is being the problem solver. And I think that's what I like about my job a lot is having people who have problems and I can be the problem solver. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Um,
1: Louise is very good at this. I'm, I'm oh, speaking from
2: experience. You. And I suppose if people want to know more about you, Louise, where do they find you or where yeah. can they find your
1: fab project? Um, I have a website, louiselachlan.com. Mm-hmm. That needs to be updated, and I will be doing that over the next month or so. And she stares intently at Leah, who is the (laughs) website gal.
0: (laughs) Well, I don't do websites,
2: but
1: I I don't develop websites. I have designed websites. (laughs) Yeah. I don't develop them. And I used to to love all that, and when you're doing it for yourself, it's just a little bit harder. Mm. Everything becomes a little bit harder when you do it for yourself.
0: Any of my personal work, like I need a new reel, video reel for this year that has just gone on the back burner because I'm concentrating on client work. Yeah. So development for
1: my business has kind of fallen to the wayside a little bit. That's the really hard part, isn't it? You're like for me as well. I'm kind of focused on the the money making side of things. Like Mm. everything, my time is kind of so precious now that it has to be what's making the money. But then you end up having no time then to. To your, do all your back-end stuff. And, stuff. Yeah. Uh, and Which, it's really difficult. It's a real cash drain too. Because if you did
0: that, it could bring you in more money. And it's like... Exactly. You know, so yeah. it's just trying to and find that And did my experience,
2: does social media help with any of this? Social media is a little social bit. How do
0: you find it? For me... <laughs> For me, my social media is more of a portfolio. Mm-hmm. I haven't posted anything on Instagram for a while, but that's because I feel I need new content. But I don't think I'm trying to convince myself that I have loads of stuff archived, like loads of photos that I'm like, this is good content. Yeah, I should just post gold. It. it. doesn't need to be new, brand new content mm. all the time. I would like to go out and create new content because that's kind of fun and inspires me and stuff yeah. like that so for me social media is more of a portfolio that I can go this is my Instagram look at all of my work my yeah. photos and stuff like that I don't find I get a huge amount of business it's more of it backs up what I do yeah
2: how me. do you
1: find it Louise for me it's been a distraction <laughs> <laughs> it
2: can be a distraction I've been it's following that. your yeah. stories actually recently I know you're quite active on your Instagram
1: stories and I have started are you to get swimming more, in the yeah. sea so that's yeah. So I think we spoke earlier about getting outside your comfort zone. Uh-huh. So that was really outside my comfort zone. So I'm on my bucket list that mm. I wrote probably 10 years ago,
0: uh-huh.
1: every, every year I would kind of write this kind of bucket list. Not every year, randomly um when I'm going through my shedding one of my skins Mm, and I love that doing doing a triathlon was one of the things and I and I keep like saying this year I'm going to do it this year I'm going to do it well how are you going to do it if you can't swim 50 meters so, and I kind of hate the cold and the water. <laughs> Since coming back to Ireland, it's all been about it's, the I cold. suppose it's
2: nicer in Hawaii when you're swimming with yeah. like a dolphin as oh, opposed to... So, so much <laughs> easier. I black rock for where really over. Yeah,
1: I thought I could do an Ironman over there, but no. So... Um, I've kind of been inspired by a few people recently to to swim every day. Mm-hmm. Um, there was one in February, one of the guys in the gym, he was doing it one minute extra every day. And then one of my other clients, um, he was down in Galway, he was an actor um, slash personal trainer. You have to be a jack of all trades for these kind of businesses. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was doing it every Preach. day and he had convinced me Um, so much so yeah I give credit to him a lot because um, he really made it quite appealing um, and gave me some good advice so for the month of February every day I got in the water for one minute extra and the hardest day was the first day Mm -hmm. um, just getting in for that minute and that was the hardest like yesterday I spent 24 minutes swimming non-stop so the change that has come about from day one to day 24 already Mm -hmm. is colossal Like it's a huge change in my swimming, but not also in my swimming, but also in my discipline and uh, routine. Mm -hmm. And this is something that, you know, I I kind of try and instill into clients, but I wasn't instilling it into myself. And it's also um, a great moment to speak to these random strangers who are swimming every day down at Black Rock. They're Mm -hmm. just absolutely incredible. Every age is down there. Every swimming ability is down there. And I guess there was just like that fear factor. And it's great. I've taken my fear of getting into the cold water. And this is what some people have when they go to a gym. They have this fear factor. You just turn up every day and go and do it. And the hard part now is just getting out of the warm car mm-hmm. and I sit there and go why am I doing this and then I get in the water and it's great and I love it like yeah. the first 30 seconds when you're freezing is the hard part and then you just start moving and it's absolutely bliss it's just you're away from your phone you're away from the hustle and bustle and you're just out there on the water and I think I put up in one of my stories you're like you're just you're just living it's the real living feeling like mm-hmm. you're just breathing and trying to survive out in the water because i wouldn't be a strong s- swimmer so i'm just like trying to get from point a to point b mm-hmm. without um, going underwater amazing it is amazing it's like another form of meditation mm. i know a lot of people do yeah. do it then find it super
0: cath-
2: cathartic and if people yeah. want to follow your journey for the rest of the month what's your instagram handle mm-hmm.
1: my instagram is louise.lachlan nice go. and simple I like so it so simple <laughs> I've kept my so name with everything everyone be sure to check out her yeah. social media and her website and stuff and if anyone is going to do it pop me a little message mm-hmm. um, if you need support definitely pop me a little message mm-hmm. because um, I, would I love actually to might see give this a go I'd love to see know, people I'm trying to think
0: it. where would be the closest place for me to swim in the sea I'll figure out Are you going to finish off
2: by jumping in off the big pier definitely not <laughs>
0: There's this big pier. Say yes, memorise, seek discomfort. Yeah.
1: I haven't, no. I haven't got to that stage yet. <laughs> yeah. Give me time. <laughs> Jump. Is there a smaller
0: one you could start off? There's Is a there?
2: little one, the, like a lower, and then there's it's a higher small one. Oh, I know the ones, yeah. 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 Um,
0: awesome. So we're kind of coming to the end, and we're conscious of time with Louise, because I know she has to go away to work with a client. Um, but we, we usually try to finish with a few, like, kind of fun questions and um, so one of the <laughs> first fun questions and try not to think too much about it is three people dead or alive that you would like to have over for dinner don't think too much kind of who are the first people that
1: come to read? the first person that comes to my head is um i kind of i can't think of anyone else is my granny okay um your mom's mom or your dad's mom? my dad's mom okay we grew up with my grandparents, with my dad's parents, in my dad's family business, which mm-hmm. was a shop. Mm-hmm. Um, always destined for entrepreneurship. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I guess yeah, so. My dad was actually... a had his... Hands and everything. He was like He wanted to be a DJ. He had a chip fan. I feel like shop. we know
2: where you're getting it from. Yeah, yeah. I think it's lick from it him. Up off the floor, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: So my granny, I I think about her regularly, and um, we had quite a close bond because I would have grown up with her. I think she died when I was about seven or eight, mm-hmm. and she was just an incredibly caring woman. She left a lasting impression. Yeah, on a lot of people, and not just me. But mm. um, yeah, I would really love to like get to know her a lot, lot better. Mm-hmm. She, she was a midwife. She delivered loads of babies in, in the middle of Leitrim and, and what, like when she had retired. And she was just one of these people that every, everyone would come to her. She was like the local doctor. Everyone mm-hmm. used to just come to her. Oh. Um, I remember at her funeral, people saying she was like a living saint. The one thing I thought at that moment when I heard these older women say that um, was, isn't that odd that you would say that now? about someone when she's dead. And why would you not say that to someone's face, you know, when they're alive? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think I I learned a lot about that when I was traveling as well, that, Mm -hmm. you know, if you have something to say about how great a person is, tell them right now. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I really agree with that. Yeah, so do I. My nanny Katie. And I don't know who else. So maybe it'd be just nice you yeah. and your... Just me yeah. and my nanny. Yeah, that'd be lovely. Yeah. That'd be lovely. Yeah. You could
2: bake for her. for two. I could cook yeah. for yeah. her. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Amazing. So the next question is, what is your favourite quote or mantra you live by?
2: Ian loves quotes. I'm a yeah. big quote fan. A <laughs> few <laughs> quotes have kind of changed do, my life yeah. in the last...
1: Yeah, the qu- like quotes, quotes can change yeah. your life. Actually, one book that changed me as well was um, someone gave me a book by Jim Rohn. Do you know Jim Rohn? Mm-mm. he's like uh, your inspirational guru. Look okay. up all of his quotes. Jim Rohn. R-O-H-N. He would have been the inspiration for Tony Robbins.
2: Oh, I listened to Tony. Yeah, Me and Tony, we, we friends. Tony. <laughs> Anthony Robbins. <laughs> yeah.
1: So um, lots yeah. of quotes by Jim Rohn. He kind of talks about the year um, he grew up on a farm. He talks about your life like the seasons. You know, you have your your winter where things are kind of poor and you have your springtime where there's growth and autumn where there's change and he he kind of instilled a lot of kind of good sensible knowledge Mm -hmm. he has a really good quote that I must try and remember he has loads of really good ones but some that were interesting to me was formal education will make you a living Uh self-education will make you a fortune I like that Uh, that really ties in with Uh It kind of ties in with this as well. Yes, yeah, really does. Um, And then there's another one. That's really good. There's another one that I you changed that one. There's one that Oscar Oscar Wilde is great for quotes. He's a good old quote maker, isn't he? Yeah. And I keep forgetting what the quote is, but he kind of talks about how the difference between youth and old age. Mm -hmm. It's a really good quote, and I can't think what it is. We can come back to it and if you think of it, have a little
0: Google, sneaky Google there while we're going on to the next question. Um, so that
2: is a really, really good quote. Really I really like that one and it's one I haven't heard. You should really add it to the bank of quotes yeah. that I have. You need to listen to Tony Robbins okay. well, 100%. Okay. Um,
0: so you have been to a lot of places, you've seen a lot of things, you've done a lot of things. So knowing what you know now and the experiences that you've been through, what would you say to yourself 10 years
1: ago? Ten years ago. Wow. Ten years ago, I was going through my PT course and my whole transition. So mm-hmm. evidently, I would say to someone if they are going through a transition or thinking about changing, like I was only 25, 26. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize how young I was mm-hmm. and how much living you have left ahead of you and how you can you can go against the grain, go unconventional. Don't get married, have kids, buy the house, go through your career, just thinking about your pension go out and live your life and Mm -hmm. and do the things you want to see while you're young while you're active you know i saw so many different age groups while i was traveling and i thought i'm doing this exactly at the right time because i'm not too young that i don't appreciate it and i'm not too old that i'm not physically able to physically not able to to hike these different trails and stuff like that so live in the moment that that kind of is a really good cliche but Mm. If you're present in the moment, I think you'll you'll really know what you want to do and what's expected of you. Um, and don't let anything stand in your way. There's there's obstacles for everything, mm-hmm. but there's ways around doing everything. I think you have really proved that. Yeah, that
0: sums it up. Yeah. yeah, and that kind of answers what would have been the next question, which would have been like, "What would you say to someone that is kind of teetering on the teetering on the edge of a big decision?" So I kind of think you've encompassed yeah. that answer
1: as well. Yeah, I would say get out your journal, just get out pen and paper and just kind of write things down, write Mm -hmm. down your pros and cons for for making a decision Mm -hmm. Um, and write down if it fits in with kind of your life path. None of us know what we really want to do, Mm -hmm. um, but you have a vague idea of the kind of life you want to live forget about money and just live your life. Don't let money dictate mm-hmm. any decisions you make. I, I think it's um, it's a really bad way to think about things. Mm-hmm. And this is something that kind of happened to me in, in in my businesses. I was kind of when you're focusing on money and I know you have to survive and you need a little bit of money. And but the stress for me in my business happened when I needed money and my car broke down and I needed a car to get around mm-hmm. and I think that was kind of the hardest part and I thought I should just go back to, to a normal job and everything would be yeah. so much easier and I'd, I'd get a bank loan easy. But then, you know, that's that's going against your plan. Mm-hmm. So you just and have to you just you know. kind of calm down. Yeah. Money will always come and go and that's yeah. the great thing about money. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't be a stressor. Time Is something that is going to go. It's finite. It's Mm -hmm. finite, and you really have to kind of focus on what you can do in the time and in the present moment, and that's what I think. uh, Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. I I have this really good quote from Oscar Wilde. I have to to say it. Go for it. Um, The soul is born old but grows young. That is the comedy of life, and the body is born young and grows old. That is life's tragedy. Yeah, and I so really good. really love that quote yeah, and yeah. that's it's so true that kind of backs up my fab project I always come to that quote and think that is really what I'm trying to do with the with the fab project and like mm-hmm. I said I feel like I'm a 25 year old in my head anyways and mm-hmm. you know my 98 year old granny you know she doesn't come across like a 98 year old she's full of life mm-hmm. quite active she's got macular degeneration that's the only thing she's a little bit blind but apart from that, she's absolutely incredible. And, you know, if we could all aspire to be 98 and as active and as healthy as she is, uh, that that's kind of something I envisage with the, the FAD yeah. project, that it it's for anyone. And and I consider her an athlete. She goes out for walks. She does her exercise um, to just keep everything moving. Because once, once you stop, you lose it. Mm-hmm,
2: exactly. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Amazing. Thank so, you. So incredible. Like so that story much. and
0: that journey is just amazing we've been living yeah. vicariously through you for the last like hour and a half but uh, the last question would have been where can people find you but you've kind of already said that but just to reiterate it's louise Yeah. yeah uh, all my social media is Lachlan on instagram and twitter and all the other social medias uh, so be sure to check her out, and if you're in Galway and you're looking for a PT, or if you're looking for anyone with or that, or if so you want to go for, for a swim, or a swim, <laughs> if you want to join her <laughs> yes. on her on her swimming journey, send me a um, message. Yeah, be sure to slide into her DMs, or send her an email, or whatever way. For the pigeon and owl. Yeah, a little, you
2: know, who knows how I like a, unconventional. Young, young, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we get that. <laughs> the young Just people use <laughs> to talk to people these days, Knocking around a rock, and throw it out her window. You know. Yeah. So I guess that's. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, really do just, that. they really just those two just went off on a bit of a tangent on the way you can message people but you know it just maybe stay with regular messaging just to be safe nobody needs to get hurt in that situation but we've come to the end of the podcast our third episode mm-hmm. um, can so, you believe
2: we've had three
0: I know we're doing pretty well so thank you so much Louise thank for you. telling us mm-hmm. that journey it was really like eye opening and just like, I knew I didn't even know didn't someone know Yeah, I didn't even know someone could go out and have those experiences really, like
2: um, well, you make me want. You make me want to go do things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, and I think you, that's a lovely thing to say. You, though, you show that, that you good. don't
0: necessarily have to have funds or whatever. So long as you want to do it, go out and do it. There's always a way. There's always a solution. There's no
2: barrier. Only yourself.
0: Yeah, yeah. So with that, I'll say thank you again for joining us. I hope you enjoyed it. Love um, Thank everyone for listening to the Next Gen FM so podcast. Happy. <laughs> Until next time, please email us at Leah at NextGenFemme if you know someone that would be good to have on our podcast. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at nextgenfem underscore IRE. So please give us a follow for any updates. Hope you enjoyed this new episode. Until the next episode, remember the future is female.
2: Bye. Bye.
0: Bye-bye.